You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. As he's coming up here, amen, uh, today's a special day for him as well. Uh, today's his birthday, amen, and uh, I, didn't, I didn't set it up that way, amen. I, I knew that I was going to go out and, I, and put some other things, and so I got to, and uh, Brother Derek ministered on, on Sunday, so I didn't want him to do back-to-back, so I threw him in there, and he goes, that's my birthday. <laughs> and I said, well, praise the Lord, you can preach on your birthday, hallelujah, so... <laughs> Yeah, I did thought he was going to take off, but but it's his birthday, man. God's going to minister the word of God. Uh, he did comb his hair, as you can notice, amen. So he's he's ready, amen. Praise the Lord. But why don't we all say happy birthday to Brother Fino real quickly, amen, before he ministers the word, amen. On the I can't sing Spanish, amen. <laughs> On the count of three, amen. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Brother Fino. Happy birthday to you. Hallelujah. Come on. Happy birthday. Thank you, guys. And I know half of you guys were looking at the board to say, what's his name? The other half was like, is it Fino or Delfino or what? You know, but... It's all right. It's all right. God's good. God is good. The message tonight, or the title of this message is The Silent Voice of Truth. We all heard a lot of different voices. We've heard many different preaching of voices. But the silent voice of truth is the voice that I heard many years. Many years. I can go back. And, you know, this month is very special in a lot of different ways. Um, September 1st was 13 years that I had been out of prison. September 1st. And, yeah, don't clap. But, um, and then yesterday on 9-11, the first year anniversary, that's when I caught my case. And that was the beginning of the end of my old self. And that's when I started hearing the voice, that silent voice, the voice of truth for me. I'm not here to stand up here and brag about me. I'm here to brag about my God and what he can do through anything, any situation, any of your situations, God will come through. You know, a lot of people think, man, well, prison, prison. Hey, God goes, like he says, he'll leave that 99. Well, you know what? He went to prison to get me. He went and grabbed me. And this is why I stand here. And not only because of God or, you know, it's all about God, but 
You see that man right there? If it wasn't for that man praying for me, I wouldn't be here either. He prayed for me while I was in prison. I didn't like him because things started happening. Be ready for prayers. Be ready for those prayers. They work. And when there's one or two gathered, ooh, man. So you pray for your lost loved ones. We've been praying for a lot of them here. A lot of them came back. A lot of them continue to come back. And it's because of prior, the power of prayer and the power of this church. We had one on Sunday. You know, you guys seen um, Brother Adam came. He had a 5% chance of survival. Sister Rita, Brother Victor brought in that prayer request. Brother Chris brought in that prayer request. Pray for Adam. We seen him on Saturday at Bible study. And the only first thing he could say was, thank you for your guys' prayers. We're going to get into the word tonight. And um, the question that I have for all of you is, why did you guys, why do you think Jesus told his disciples not to reveal who he really was to the people? Why do you think he said, don't say that? And then he asked them, what do they say that I am? Who do they say that I am? Why do you think he wanted them not to say anything? I believe. Jesus wanted each and every one of us to figure it out on our own. Not to be told, that's the Messiah. That's the Son of God. Most of us, and most of us will not admit to it, but we're followers. We're followers. If somebody tells us this or that about somebody or a movie or something, We'll follow it. You won't like that movie because somebody else told you that movie was no good without you even seeing it. Jesus wanted people to see who he was on their own. He wanted them to have their own encounter with him. When you have your own encounter with Jesus, that's when it's real. That's when it's real. You can't go off of pastor's encounter with Christ or mine. It's got to be your encounter with Christ alone. Then it'll be real. Right, brother? That's when it's real. I wanted you to know this for yourselves like I did. Like I did. I had to figure it out on my own. Not my wife or my my daughter, who prayed for me daily, you know, even after she's gone, we find diaries of her praying still for me. I just want my mom and dad to keep following Christ, follow Christ, find them from their own, on their own. In Matthew 16, 13 to 20, it says, who do they say I am? Let's go there. Let me get my Bible out.
in 16, 13 through 20, it says, Peter confesses Jesus as the Christ. When Jesus came into the region of Caesar, Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I am? The Son of Man, the Son of Man, am. So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. If I go around and ask some of you guys, some of you guys, this is the first time you guys are here. How many of you guys, this is the first time you've been here? Raise your hand real quick. Not embarrassing you. First time, second time. And I can go around and ask you how many of you guys are Christians. How many of you guys are saved? How many, you know, you're going to have different answers of who Jesus Christ is. Right? Why do you think that is? Have you had an encounter with Jesus? I had an encounter with Jesus. That's why I can stand through all the trials and tribulations that have came through my life and continue to come, and I can say, Jesus Christ is Lord. Not because somebody told me that would be hard to stand as a man of God following Christ when my daughter passed away, right? For anybody. If God was not real in your life, right? Through any situation you're going through. Those are encounters. Count those, count those, write them down somewhere. Remember when times come again. Christ is real. He is Lord in our lives. I'm sorry, where did I leave off at? Sixteen. Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Listen to you, listen here, you guys, listen here, church. Blessed are you, Simon Bar Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who, who is in heaven. And I also say to, to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades, Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whenever you lose on earth, will be lost in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. Again, he wanted everybody to figure it out on their own, to have that encounter, to have an encounter, to make it a real. It's like if I tell you, you're going to love this woman. You're not going to love this woman unless you really love her or fall in love with her, correct? You're not going to fall in love with something just because somebody tells you to fall in love with them. You got to feel it. You got to 
You got to have that relationship, correct? Jesus did not want people focusing on the miracles he performed, but rather the message he proclaimed and the death he was going to die. The same is true today. God would rather, God would rather that we be focused on the healing miracle of salvation through Jesus Christ instead of focusing on other healings or miracles. There's many miracles around you, but don't focus on those things. Focus on your salvation, what comes from that. Those are bonuses, I say. When God does something in your life like that, a miraculous healing or, or, or something that comes through and you're like, dang, how did that happen? And then you go, oh, that's God. Still don't focus on that. Still don't focus on that. Many people will focus on that. Well, he ain't done nothing for me. And that's why they walk away. What about your salvation? What about your salvation? What about you striving to, to get to heaven? But yet you focus on, he didn't do that. I didn't get that job. So you walk away. Don't focus on that, he's saying. Focus on your salvation. That's what you should focus on. We Christians, or we humans, we make this hard. Listen, even after all the miracles Jesus did, people didn't just see them. Some were the miracles themselves. Doesn't this sound like us? We also, the same people of Jesus, when at his time, when it came to crucifying him, we are following the crowd instead of what we believe is true. Those same people that were there when Christ did all those things for, for their miracles and miracles after miracles after miracles, and they seen it. They were there. When it was time to crucify them, they were like with the crowd. There we go again, following the crowd. We're followers, you guys. We're followers. Have a mind for yourself. You know, I said it, I said it a couple of times, and I know um, we shouldn't dwell on the past, but when I went to prison, I went in by myself, and when I got out, I came out by myself. Same thing when you go to heaven. You're going up by yourself. You're not going to be going with a crowd of people. You're going up by yourself. Focus on your salvation, not the miracles. Doubting Thomas. This is the definition of a doubting Thomas. Believe it. It's in the, it's in the dictionary. Ask it. Go on your Google. Everybody has a smartphone. Doubting Thomas. And watch what comes up. A person who is spectacle and refuses to believe something without proof. You want proof? You want proof about Jesus Christ? Could have taken you out a long time ago. You know where you were at. You want proof? You want to see a sign? Many of us ask for signs. And check this out. 
He's already given you the sign. And then you're still waiting for a sign. Am I lying? Some of you, some of you even asked it and God proved it to you. And you're still asking for another one. Don't focus on the miracles. Focus on your salvation. I came earlier. Me and my wife, you know, we live over there by Aliante. That was our decision. We wanted to live over there. A lot of people go, why do you live over there? Because I like living over there. But me and my wife work over here on this side of town. So on Wednesdays, I come by, turn on the airs, and then I go pick her up, and then we come back and we eat our gourmet meals, McDonald's. And when I came over here, two guys are sitting outside of our doors right here. Right there. Slamming heroin. It's bright. Stay light. Where am I going with that? I didn't kick them in town and get out of the way. We sang those songs. What did we sing earlier? Let me see. You guys remember the songs? Or is it just when it comes up there that you see it and you sing it? I had to take a picture of it. All the earth shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. Is your breath in our lungs? So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. Those guys don't even know what's going on outside. They're slamming heroin in front of a church. At 5 o'clock in the afternoon when it's still daylight, the world has them. They're following the crowd. I didn't let them leave. Pray for this guy. His name is Brian and Anthony. I didn't let them leave. As a matter of fact, I told them, come inside the church. We'll start at 7 o'clock. I'll give you guys something to drink. And if we have some food, you'll have something to eat. But you're going to give me your bag. We'll put it away. You come in. God didn't say they can't come in. This, this house will always have the doors open for people. No matter how they come in. No matter how you look. I mean, look. I'm, I'm here. I'm proof. You want more proof? Don't let any crazy guy come up here and preach. I'll be following God, though. Better have Christ in you. You want proof? What kind of proof do you want? Because I know my God, and I'm sure he, was, he has already provided some proofs for you guys. He's shown you guys. Stop doubting. Stop questioning that proof, that answer, that guide. Don't just come in here and feel it for a second and then leave and then wait until next day or the next time we open the doors for you to feel it again. Take it with you. It's free. And if you want some more, call the pastor. Call one of us. We'll give you some more. 
You got it all day. It comes out of the pocket. It's like, bam, bam. How much you guys want? But get it for yourselves, man. Get it for yourselves. John 20, 24 through 29, New International Version, says, the NIV says, Jesus appears to Thomas. Verse 24, now Thomas, also known as Didymus, I don't know. It's in Chinese, I don't know, I'm sorry. One of the 12, right, one of the 12 disciples was not with the disciples when Jesus came. Verse 25 says, so the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. Did you catch that? Some disciples had to tell him that they had seen Jesus. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Verse 26 says, a week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Through the doors were, were, oh, though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you, verse 27. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Let me tell you guys something. I just asked you, what proof do you need? And then I ask you, you asked God already for something, right? And he showed you that proof, right? Check this out. How did he know that Thomas wanted to put his finger through his hand and on the side and all that? And then why did he give them those instructions to do? He was giving them his proof, what he needed. God has given you guys the many proofs that you have asked. Why are you still doubting? Why are you still doubting? I'm standing right here too. I, I do it. I, on Sunday, I, Pastor, you probably won't let me do it again, but I came up here on Sunday and I broke. I broke. I felt the heaviness of this church. And I said, we allowed the enemy to come in this house and rob us before the word was even preached. And thank God for the obedience, the obedience that, that I have to do to Jesus Christ's voice. Because Brother Derek even said that was right on because he felt the heaviness. When you stop doubting. When you come in this house, don't come doubting. Oh, I'm just going to go there and I'm just going to be the same old guy when I leave or the same old girl. Come on, man. You're already robbing me. Don't doubt. God is here. God will give you what you need. He has the answers. We're not standing up here trying to say, what money are we gaining by telling you that? What do we gain by telling you the truth? What do we gain? Are we going to get a big old house and cars and everything because we're telling you the truth? We want you to be able to have what we have. And that's Jesus Christ in our lives.
and your salvation matters to us. Not the miracles he's going to perform, but your salvation. Souls is what we are looking for. We'll, we'll chase them. Our pastor said it many times. We'll take the ones that nobody else will want. The two that were sitting out there, you think other churches haven't reached out to them? I don't know. But do you really think that? They left crying. I think the heroin left their mind because heroin is a downer. They were up and gone. Really, and I got people calling me right now. They know I'm in church. You know I'm in church. Everybody knows in my family and friends that I'm in church on Wednesday. Come on, put them on speaker. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to say on the other line. I don't want to put them on speaker. Oh, my goodness. God is good, you guys. I'm not here because of my own will, man. Come on. There's no way I'm standing here on my own will. There's no way, you guys. I wish I could just put, my, put a line to you guys so you guys can see my life like that. To understand what I mean about an encounter with Jesus Christ. Get it for yourself. Want it for yourself. Ask God for it. He'll give it to you. But like I said, when he gives you those proofs and those answers, don't question it again and again. Don't do that. Don't rob yourselves. It's that silent voice. That's what I'm talking about. The silent voice of truth. Because only you can hear his voice in your head. I got his voice in my head. I can hear him. In verse 8, what did Thomas say? Say to him, my Lord and my God. Verse 9, 29. Then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. You're blessed when you believe. You're blessed when you believe. Some of us will believe for you. Some of us will believe for you. That you will be able to be blessed. We can only fight so much for you guys though. Then the rest is up to you. I told you guys earlier, September 1st was 13 years I have been out of prison. I could not have made it this far if I doubted, right? Simple math. Simple math, you guys. The silent voice that many of us hear saying it will be okay. Trust me. I got you. Nothing will harm you. That's what I would hear. That's the silent voice I heard. The Message Bible, Daniel 3, 16 through 18. 
Check this out. These are some of my favorite guys in the Bible. And they weren't even guys, they were kids. Shamrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered King Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. It sounds like Abuchazabra. Let's go with Abuchazabra. Check this out. Your threats mean nothing to us. If you throw us in the fire, the God we serve can rescue us from your roaring furnace and anything else you might cook up, O king. But even if he doesn't, even if God doesn't, it wouldn't make a bit of difference, O king. We still wouldn't serve your gods or worship the God, the gold statue you set up. These guys were about to get thrown into a furnace. And they did not doubt in their God. You guys know the story? You guys don't? These are areas you want to be reading. Find out those Daniel and, and read it. But I'm going to tell you right now, there is no way these guys could have had that kind of strength on their own to tell a king they can chop off their heads like that if they didn't have God inside their lives. If they did not hear that voice to say, I got you. Trust me. Don't doubt. I got you. You see, God doesn't come to you, to me at least. This is the way God came to me in my cell. I had the devil telling me in one ear, you're going to die, your daughter's going to die, and it's going to be all your fault. He said all that stuff, and God would just say a couple of things. Trust me. I got you. Believe in me. Shamrach, Meshach, and Abednego heard words, trust me, I got you, believe in me. And we all know the story that they get thrown into the fire in the furnace. And the king starts tripping out because he tells his people, didn't we just throw three guys in there? Why do I see four? That's because our God showed up. Our God showed up. The same God you guys worship, the same God you guys believe in, the same God they were preaching about showed up in their situation. I don't think Downing Thomas could have made it in that furnace. Today's message is the silent voice of truth. The world will and is coming against the church. Do you guys know that? The world is coming against the church. Not just this church. The world is coming against the church of Christ. Against Jesus Christ himself. Against everything that he stood for. Against everything that he went on the cross for. They're coming against it. They're coming against it. And Brother Derek said, what you going to do? What you going to do? Well, are you listening to that silent voice? 
And I say silent because it's so powerful that Jesus Christ can be silent and speak so loud when he did some stuff. You want proof? Just find proof. Joshua 1, 9. New International Version, NIV. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. He commands us to be strong and courageous. He commands us to not worry. It's a commandment from God. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Deuteronomy 3, 1 through 6 is the common English Bible. Be strong, be fearless, don't be afraid, and don't be scared by your enemies. Because the Lord your God is the one who marches with you. He won't let you down and he won't abandon you. How, many much, how much more proof do you need? He has not let me down. He has not abandoned me. He marches with me. He marches with you. This church is going on 17 years, Pastor, because he marches with this church, with our pastors. We have went from 100 people to 10 people. Right? People have came and gone through this church. But this church is still standing because God is marching with us. <laughs> 17 years, you guys, is a long time. 17 years ago is when the tires went down and this church came up. Think about that. The towers fell, and this church was risen. Ezekiel 37, 1 through 6. New International Version. Verse 37, um, I mean, 1 says, The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out of my spirit, by, out by the spirit of the Lord, and set me in the middle of a valley. Check this out, you guys. We just sang this song. It was full of bones. Verse 2. He led me back and forth among them. And I saw a great many bones. Great many of bones on the floor of the valley. Bones that were very dry. He asked me in verse 3. Son of man, can these bones live? I said, servant, sir, how you say it? Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Verse 5, this is what the servant, servant Lord says to these bones. I will make breath into you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. 
I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. You are those dry bones. We are those dry bones. His breath is in us. We are living because of him. It says our lungs, right? We sang the song. Do you believe the song you're singing? I told Tony right now, I love when he sings to me. I don't, I don't care how you guys hear Tony. I hear Tony different. And I told him, they don't know what that song is. It says, with everything that's inside of me, I'm going to shout. With everything that's inside of me, I will shout out. With all the disappointment that was in me, I'm going to shout out. With all the things that the world's saying about the church, I'm going to shout out. I don't think you guys heard the song the way I hear the song. With everything that's inside of me, I will shout out. My salvation, I will shout out. My daughter, my son, I will shout out. Those two drug addicts that were slamming outside, I'm going to shout out. Brian and Anthony, I will shout out. We don't need to be in the spotlight to shout out for Christ. I, I don't get on Facebook. No, I even tell my wife, don't tell me nothing. I don't want to hear about it. But I know about these things that people go on Facebook and go and feed the homeless. Why are you posting it? Who are you doing it for? You want people to see you and say, oh, look what they're doing. Go do it on your own. <clears throat> do it on your own. Don't do it for the spotlight. I'm out there praying for those guys, and I ain't waiting for the church to come in to see. Look what Brother Funeral's doing. No. Did the world see? Some of them did. I heard in the background the tattoo shop on the other side saying, what the hell? That's what I heard. I was telling Pastor Maria, they, the drug addicts felt like they're like a leprosy, like, what are you doing touching me? I put my hands on them and prayed for them. Somebody put their hands on you and prayed for you. Pastor will hug me. Really, babe? That's life. You know what? We, if we are the church, check this out. This is where I'm going to finish at right here. Have you heard the voice in the desert? Have you? It's easy, it's simple. Yes or no, shake, yes, no, whatever. Have you heard the voice in the desert? And we need to rise up. We need to stand. I'm going to end with this. And it says, if you live by the word of God and you speak by the word of God and your actions reflect 
the word of God, then it will be heard. You can be a silent voice to the world just by the way we live, by the way we walk, the way we talk. If you're reflecting Jesus Christ, then it will be heard. But they are watching. Because I was watching the church when I was outside. Reflect Christ and it will be heard. The silent voice of truth. Amen. Let's all stand up.